Whoa, Mondo Cool. That's right, boys. Mondo Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 7 of the Mondo Cool Podcast. Shouts out. Mondo, Mondo, Mondo. Cool, cool, cool. Gang, gang, we are out here. It's your boy, Mark Lane, a.k.a. Some Black Kid 87 And on my right, we got... Enrique, uh, Twitch Rike, Fun Rike. You can find me at any Rike near you. Um, <laughs> any Rike. Any weak ways. Any weak ways. <laughs> Either way, uh, here's our... Uh, Austin's turned to his cell phone, so he's going to talk a little bit. <laughs> Say some nice words, Austin. Everybody, it's me, Austin. I am traveling. I'm in Texas. Yeehaw. What's up? Mondo, Mondo, Mondo. Cool, cool. Hell yeah. So Austin's not going to be here throughout the whole episode, but he's going to come back next week and give his thoughts on the hip-hop Christmas that happened this Thursday. Hell yeah, so stay tuned. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a hip hop Christmas. I got a lot to say, and uh, I can't wait for next. Out here. Yeah, he's gonna to but this week. This week also good. And on my right, we got. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna toodles to the man. Say goodbye, so people don't freak out. All right, bye, bud. Bye, buddy. Stay safe in Texas. All right, cool. My battery so lasted. Nice I have 1%. Percent, so I oh, I nailed it. Uh, yeah. Hung right was, in there. That was very, very um, scary for a moment. People are going to get lost without Austin. <laughs> uh, shit, yeah. So let's get into this because we have a lot to fucking talk about. Yeah, this is a fucking packed day. 100%. Um, so let's start this off with the new album slash singles that were released last week starting off with the jet edge of tomorrow jet age of tomorrow they announced a new album god's poop or clouds an incredible question but um for those who don't know that's true why can't it be god poop and clouds but no shout outs to them they're one of the probably least talked about members like groups of odd future um, it's a duo. It consists of Matt Martians and did Pyramid Vitra. I know Sid is, but I don't know whether or not they are. I mean, I think Odd Futures is pretty much just dead uh, yeah, in terms sure. of a concept yeah, right sure. now. But yeah, uh, I listen to my my boy Zach Guillory. Yeah, he's a producer on this. Hell yeah, who we recommended earlier. Yeah, we did. And I, well, I guess he had stuff down the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I could hear his influence on this track. One hundred percent. I thought it was a good little track. I've always been like on the fence with the Jet Age of Tomorrow. They're basically like a blend of soul meets like Aphex Twin style experimental music. Definitely very experimental. Right. So it's definitely one of the like least accessible music projects from the Odd Future group, which is a lot in itself. But I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see. All of the like subgroups of Odd Future have had these big renaissances. Sid the Kid's making amazing music now, the best she's ever made. The internet sounds great now that they have Steve Lacey. So and Mike G is the god still. He never fell off. Best uh best odd future member. But um yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully this album will be a showcase of their new and amazing abilities yeah, and collabs. Yeah, this sounds like a, they're picking interesting people. And I don't know whether or not like how future focus is going to be or whatnot. Uh, but it's an interesting title, and hopefully they maybe with the help of their friends. and that cover art is sick too. Good, good cover art. Who knows? I'm excited to be uh, impressed by. Uh, I've always just been kind of like eh, on Age of Tomorrow. So I'm. I've always seen like interesting things, but it's never like completely. Growing to like, uh, it never bared fruit. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always come off as like a little, like a little too early, and not as complete as I would like it. So hopefully they've matured. Oh. Sorry, we had a little sound problems. I fixed it. We good. Oh, were we talking over each other? Well, no. The stream audio was also playing. I forgot because there's no like external sound, so I was just like awkwardly playing, and they can hear it, and we can't. But it should be good now. Hey, we should I, I be love my team. back out here. Hey, guys. Also, you can check us out every uh, Tuesday. Every Tuesday. We are live. This is a live broadcast. So check us out every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific time. It's raw as fuck, guys. We make mistakes. <laughs> this shit's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so moving on to the next shit. Frank Ocean, while you all were checking out for drama with the VMAs last night, dropped a new song on his blonded radio show. So, you know, it's uh, another banger, Pretty as good. you might expect. Pretty. I like. I think the more interesting, I think it's a good song. Yeah. But um, I think the, the, the weird boombox video that was on the website, mm-hmm. I, think I was just like, that was even Distracting. weird. That, no, that was, <laughs> well, one, you could pause it, too. Right. Like, I can just click on I thought it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. No, because I clicked and it just paused. And I was Whoa. like, the song kept playing. So I, I think that's more of an interesting puzzle than the song. <laughs> The song's good. The song's solid. But it's not like anything too different. It's still enjoyable. I didn't think... I thought out of all the songs released so far, it's probably the weakest. That's true. That's true. I think Chanel was um, was amazing. Chanel's great. And I thought Biking was still like so experienced, like out there. That right. was like a fun song to listen to. Especially with one of the weirdest Jay-Z verses I've probably ever heard. <laughs> probably ever, Actually, yeah. It just, I guess it was just gonna... <laughs> it was just forthcoming to the fucking 444 and all the other... Strange tracks we would get, especially some of those extra bonus tracks you guys should definitely check out on 444 if you have title or get it through other means. Heck yeah. But yeah, it's a nice little track. I mean, I'm just appreciating that we've been getting all this new music from him in general after mm-hmm. going, what, like on a two year, three year hiatus of just mm-hmm. no Frank Ocean. That's true. So, also, know. way more features he's shown up on. Yeah. yeah. And great features. That fucking rap song with him. Yeah, that's an great. amazing yeah, verse. He's great on that. He's great on the slide. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think he's on some other things too. He's been. I don't know. He's been he's he's kept himself within the limelight more so recently. So maybe I think he left for, for perhaps like mental health, reasons. mental health reasons. So maybe he's just chugging along at full speed right now. And it's fucking sick. I'm loving it. And speaking of chugging along at full speed, Lil Pump out here with a new single, Escada, called Gucci Gang. And I mean, what do I even have to say about my boy Lil Pump? You already know. I feel like if you've heard any Lil Pump song, you get the gist at this point. He comes out here doing his 17-year-old thing. Um, I feel like there's like a Lil Pump formula. Yeah. And this fell right into it. It's yeah. catchy. It's fun. It's nothing new, but I don't think anyone expects anything else. Right. So if you like Lil Pump and you just want to like, I don't know, j- j- mosh around and like punch it. Just like, all around be ignorant. Yeah, if you feel like that's where you need to be, then this song's here for you. It's the perfect vibe yeah. for that every and time. And if you do thought there's going to be anything else, then you thought wrong. <laughs> then you and are wilding, my yeah, guy. Yeah, you should go home. <laughs> Listen to something else. And reevaluate yeah. yourself, mister. Yeah, you have to check, check your priorities. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, he claims that there's a project on the way, but, you know, it's vague. You never I, know with him. I just very highly doubt it's going to be more than what it is. Yeah. It is, it is surface level just like, it's like candy. 
Yeah. Almost. Just like party candy. So you're telling me you're not expecting the concept album? No. It's not going to be... I don't believe there's going to be much substance, but hopefully he'll get some maximized the fun right. out of it. Um, I think the best example of that is always Ray Schumer. As people, That's true. Where surface level... Um, there isn't, they're not too deep, but they're fun. Like right. They're able to also make interesting songs. So, I don't know. I highly doubt Lil Pump is as talented as Ray Strimmer, but hey, that, I think that's the bar of where he should be trying to to, to land. To get like, that formula of just like, even to just like radio level hits mm-hmm. too, is yeah. where he needs to be shooting for, for sure. And speaking of radio hits, Drum back with a new song, Gilligan, with our man's ASAP Rocky and Juicy J. Fun, wild little video with this one as well. Yeah. But same shit, you know, Drum just knows how to make a good hit song. He's yeah. also kind of a man, uh, I think less so, but definitely has a formula that feel, he can just make I feel make like his about. last three songs have just been people just, like, coasting on their, lore, like, like yeah. their laurels. Like, it's just been, if you, more of, like, B-sides or just more of what you like. Yeah. Like, another thing was challenging or different. <laughs> like, it's not, like, no one's excitingly reinvented themselves. So... Uh, yeah, if the Dram, if you like Dram, think he's fun. Check out this song. If you don't like Dram, this is not probably it's not, not gonna swing. It's not, it's not gonna convince you. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to go home. <laughs> Once again, Mister, just go home, sit in the corner. But someone who is kind of breaking the mold, Corbin, aka Spooky Black, um, coming back with a new track for a album called Mourn. The track is also the same name as the album name. And for those of you fucking who have not listened to Spooky Black or Corbin, um, he's basically this guy who came out of nowhere with just this sound that you either hate or love. It's just this raw, emotive voice over like 808 beats. He came out with wild sounding tracks like he was DJ Khaled is my father. And he just kind of like came in and was immediately kind of just this dismissive figure you either hated spooky black or you're like this is amazing and i think now he's kind of refined that sound if obviously mm-hmm. it's still really i'm not raw, i'm not too familiar with his prior works but um from this track mm-hmm. what i could tell um also i, I i'm like semi-familiar so i know what he sounds like right. but it's never like i delve deep i don't think i've ever listened to a full project i just i i listen to the hits mark right okay <laughs> <laughs> you're used to the hits yeah our man spooky black the hits and it just seemed like a more refined, better version of what he was yeah. doing. I still don't even know if I like it. <laughs> it's I, it's tough. Like it takes some time to like I get it. Yeah, it. but I listened to it like once, mm-hmm. and I don't know where I fall on this. Did you feel like in my opinion so far of all these tracks, if it's if you liked them before, because <laughs> like I feel this applies also to the next song we're going to talk about. Oh God, what's up now? Oh <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen. But pretty exciting though. Wu Tang Clan coming back out of nowhere with a new track called "People Say." Um, they announced a new album as well called "The Saga Continues." It's amazing. Expecting to come out in that's October. That's a perfect name for yeah. like one hundred percent. And with like oh, a man. single that this that sounds yeah. like this much like prime time. Then that's one of my favorite low key like references that the Wu Tang Clan. The Saga Continues. <laughs> it's like such a fucking nerdy but like cool reference. Yeah. And um, yeah, this song is just Wu Tang Clan back in form. Back like, in full form. Yeah. Nothing, Everyone doing nothing, a solid di- verse. Nothing different. 
Nothing. Still the same style so, of production you're used to. Still the same level of rapping. It's, just, it's good though. But it is just like prime Wu Tang. Like wow, this is just a good Wu Tang. Because I, I listened to No Tomorrow. I've kept slightly up on mm-hmm. Wu Tang, not like feverishly like checking and listening to like, right. everything. But um, this is definitely like a step up, a cut above, more to like their good stuff. Right. Yeah. I guess they're also experimenting less. I don't know. Maybe they just found a groove. Maybe this might be just like a, a throwback like album from fans. All this screlliness, yeah, fucking yeah. up their name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're just trying to. Like, I mean, yeah. There's. I mean, it's Wu Tang. Yeah. I mean, it's Wu Tang. If you like Wu Tang, you'll love it. If you don't like Wu Tang, go home. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta reevaluate. Yeah, but they're definitely. I'll review good. the six albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like them, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, it's, it's it is what it is at this point. But um. No, moving right along, um, DJ Clay, K. Slay, iconic DJ and producer, has come back with a new album announcement. Um, it's called The Big Brother, which will be do- dropping September 22nd. Um, and for this new uh, single, he's recruiting Kendrick Lamar and Mac Miller. The combination you've all been waiting for, I'm sure. Yeah. I've heard uh, one song, You Can't Fight the Feeling, yeah. from both of them. And I actually, I think that's a good song. Right. Yeah. Because they know each other enough for Kendrick They're to bring friends. him up in the control verse. Yeah, him and Schoolboy Q are really good friends. Yeah. I know they hang out. So, I hang yeah. out with them, too, by the way. I'm big, I'm big deal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know all of them. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a pretty solid single. Definitely going to turn your heads, especially if you're the old head, fuck with real lyrics only type. It's... Very much in that brand. It's K Slay style production, so it's Enrique, definitely Enrique didn't like it. <laughs> it's definitely '90s style. I didn't, I didn't think it was that good, but um, it's yeah, I. It's pretty okay. Both pretty, both verses are like pretty okay. Pretty lukewarm from it's both pretty, people. Pretty okay. There, you would have thought you would have thought they would have gone harder than that for <laughs> for the boy, but it's pretty. I'm interested enough, although the features are very. Mm-hmm. A little washed. Uh, we got people like Young Buck, uh, Scarface. Yeah. Uh, the very relevant and new artists. So we'll see. I'm like intrigued enough because I do like K style of production. Yeah. But I don't know. If Kendrick and Mac Miller aren't going hard on the project, is who knows? Scarface. It's like, kinda, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I was just kind of bored by the song. Yeah. It just kind of seemed, yeah, just like kind of weirdly just not spirited. Kind of just. By the books type yeah. pop song, but like, All right, hey so everyone, I'm back from the bathroom. Back. Wow, you know, did you enjoy pe- your we're, we're people, you know, <laughs> podcasting. Uh, when you're live and you're going at it, you some, sometimes you just gotta go poop. She's, you know? she's crazy out here. Yep. And speaking of shit being crazy, uh-huh, yeah. uh, Open Mike Eagle releasing his newest single for his a- upcoming album, Brick Body Complex, or whoa, Brick Body Kids still live here Mm -hmm. uh he's got a new song brick body complex which is wow there's a lot of thoughts that's that's a very intense song the most michael eagle not coming out here with the jokes this time no very serious very to the point direct and what he's talking about yeah um for those of you who don't know this upcoming album is actually a concept album based on a real part of chicago history that's pretty fucked up um, but basically, there was a point in which Chicago decided to just demolish one of the biggest housing projects in Chicago, displacing over 30,000 people, just booting them out. And worst of all, like 
I would say 90% of them were unaccounted for. Just no one knows what happened to them. They just no longer had a place to live, and people kind of just left them to the wayside. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is Open Mike Eagle, who is a resident, longtime resident of Chicago, is his th- thoughts on how this affected him seeing this happen growing up and how he feels about it and what his voice is on that. I mean, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. I and mean, it sounds like a very interesting uh, album idea. So... Hey, um, I love this song. is great. The song's great. Um, the video is great. Um, it's very, very serious. It's, very serious. It's a very sad song. Um, yeah, I just like I can't. Yeah, it's like a funeral. Yeah, like it's just it's very much this thing I had no clue about, and that's none, no and idea. And it's just crazy that, that all those people were displaced. So um, hopefully. Uh, Either the album will force me to, will teach me everything I need to know, mm-hmm. or perhaps I'll do some research, because I, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea something crazy like yeah. this happened. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see like a full-on, serious Open Mic Eagle project that's really about something important and mm-hmm. direct, and we'll see. I think it's going to be really good. I think we're going to get good angry michael eagle and mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty fucking dope i think i don't know if you can take into context the other uh the radio song yeah i think it can be it's gonna be lighthearted ish uh, no i just said there's gonna be more of a, a rainbow of emotions gotcha then but uh, yeah he's unafraid to be 100 percent serious yeah i mean he's always been kind of serious but the serious stuff is always told in a joke right so this time he's straight to the point right and yeah eyes is good like, it's gonna I'm be excited. a really powerful album. I'm yeah. pumped. And I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do when you cry? What? Water comes out of your eyes. Uh-huh. And speaking of eyes, uh-huh. Joey Badass has been in the news for causing a bunch of controversy. Starting off with a tweet in which, in the boldest move of the century, he decided. Despite what scientists and smart people the world over had said was a bad idea, that he was going to look at the eclipse full on, no protective eyewear, nothing, and just stare at the sun and see what happens. The thing I hate the most is that he used the same logic like people who don't vaccinate their kids use. Oh, yeah. It was literally the same. It was like, well, as when we were younger, I mean, when we were younger, when we were ancient times. Ancient times. No one had vaccines, and we got around just fucking fine. And then he was like, well, the, the fucking was eclipses like a billion years ago, and people made it, so I can look at it with my eyes. Don't believe the media. Stay woke. And, and then, then <laughs> like, two days later, all of a sudden, there's uh-huh. canceled tour dates, and then all of a sudden, it comes out that he has to wear protective eyeglasses now. And, I mean, it sounds a Man. lot... He didn't clearly say it, but it sounds a lot like he burnt his retinas. Yeah, he did. Which is what's supposed yeah. to happen if you stare at an eclipse. Yeah. So, rough. Womp womp. Um, he did handle it pretty amazingly with the Instagram story. I don't know if you saw it. But basically... He said they, the glasses Yeah, sick. he had yeah. the glasses on. Well, no, he had the glasses on, and he was like, I just want to address all the controversies and just say that, yes... I can't see the future, and that I'm officially blind to the bullshit, and he, like, took the glasses off for the bullshit, 
And I was like, wow, well, that's pretty funny. Like, I, feel, I feel like there is a level of that you should question the media and things that people tell you. Yeah. But being able to discern what is true and what is not is what's important, not right. just disbelieving fucking everything. Right. And then you just end up like this. <laughs> With fucked up looking glasses that he'll have to now officially like absol and just like no it's not the rest of his life no 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 it's just like a, it's just like, for a little it's bit like, it's like an eye bruise oh okay i thought he had to do it for like ever no, no, and i was no, like no. you idiot now no, you have no, to wear no, these no, glasses no. all the time it's uh i mean depend it, it, there are different cases of it but i'm pretty sure he just bruised his eyes okay and that just you know it just causes a lot of pain all right well that's good at least he'll be able to learn from this and be able to be like oh well Guess some things are there for a reason. But, you know, shout-outs to him. Learned a valuable lesson. Hmm. He did. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten through the news, so it is time to buckle down oh, man. and get into these fucking album reviews. Oh, gosh. Of which there are many to do. So, so let's many. fucking start off with probably the most controversial, hyped-up, one of all, of course, we're talking about XXX Tentacion, yeah, 17, the debut of the guy who has been causing so much drama. Uh, I mean, this rollout has been a lot from him hyping it up big time on his Instagram stories and the very realistic looking um, hanging video he posted <laughs> with zero context, which as you might expect, caused huge amounts of uh, controversy. And now we officially have his project, and it's uh, it's something, I will say. I mean, it's, it's tough for me because it's clearly such a important thing for, like, he needed to do this. He clearly has a lot going on in his life that he wanted to address, and he's being really hit with depression and all of these things. But I gotta say, Mm, like it just feels a little unfinished or just like not fully fleshed out because i started it i started out and you get the explanation which already like building crazy amounts of hype in the album Mm -hmm. and then you get that first track uh jocelyn flores and that beat is actually amazing and he sounds amazing over it like pure rapping like the style that you might not necessarily expect unless you listen to his SoundCloud and you know that he does have like a range of styles he in which he raps he, he does a wide range. And so I heard that song. That's song actually like, I was like, wow, is this going to be like a really good album? And I was like taken aback. I had to run that song back. It features my boy from Vine, Shiloh Dynasty, who is just this guy who was just famous for doing guitar covers over Vine. He's got a beautiful voice. So I just heard that song and I was really like, hell yeah, this is awesome and then after that it quickly kind of spirals into these just like you know half barely mastered tracks and some of them sound cool his singing voice i actually liked a lot more so than i thought i would mm-hmm. but i don't know all the song i think the longest songs are like the longest song is like two minutes and 30 so it's pretty i think it's like 20 minutes yeah very all together and so some of it I just wanted more. Like, there were some tr- songs that, like, really interested me, like Jocelyn Flores, Fluff, Fuck Love. Um, Save Me was kind of cool, but it was just, like, really... Before I could really get into it and appreciate it, it would end, and then it would be on to something else. And I get it. I think he needed to do it. Like, he really wanted to get this off his chest. It's clearly very important to him, as he stressed 
multiple times. But I don't I I mean, just feel like... I mean, there's even a tracks of the call to explanation. Right, right? where he goes well, he says He said this is, like, basically entering his mind. Right. And that he cannot... He actually said, I cannot stress this enough. If you don't... If you haven't gone through this or are not interested, then don't listen to this album. Right. Basically. So it is basically for him and for the people who can deeply relate to him on a certain level. So I do appreciate that he does acknowledge that. Like, this isn't going to be for everyone, but, like, he needs to do this. And I appreciate that. I think me personally, I just wanted it to be... More of this, like, perfect, like, depression hip-hop album. Because we haven't really gotten really many since, I would say, probably Man on the Moon, Kid Cudi's project, way mm-hmm. back when. Mm-hmm. And there's just not many like this out there. So I just wanted it to be, like, the perfect example. Like, this can be done, and it can be done really well. But instead, yeah, so it's kind of like... I hate shit, I don't want to go outside. You don't consider that a depression album um it is pretty depressed it is pretty much about depression but it's more vague like it's not as like i'm suicidal and like i'm not doing well and like here's what's causing it there's definitely like earl usually has like like suicidal Mm -hmm. um themes in his music but this is like you say nothing is as clear cut yeah like taking on like that this is about my depression okay so um so i i it's like it's almost we're gonna both of us are gonna give pretty similar opinions yeah. the only person who's gonna think different is austin who if you're watching his live you can see him in the comments uh, <laughs> it's probably going nuts right now yeah his review so far is xxx good album and so far austin and kendrick lamar have very similar opinions yeah kendrick lamar giving the huge cosign for Say this he listened album. to it four times raw thoughts mm-hmm so, yes, it's crazy that Kendrick... I think like every review I've seen after right. have mentioned the Kendrick cosign just because it's so crazy. Yeah, and it's like, boosted up um, XXX's, like, review... Like, the amount of people listening. I think he's, like... He's either, like... He's in the top three streaming right now on Apple Music for this album. Like, mm. it's doing really no, a cosign well. cosign like that definitely is yeah. big. Is, like, a huge deal. And I gotta say... Um, I felt very similar. It was just like kind of like these half baked tracks. Some of them were good, but I just never like went anywhere or just kind of like I don't know. Maybe that's just like supposed to be that way because he's depressed, right? But I don't know if it necessarily makes like a very engaging, emotionally at least for me album. Like uh, at points, I could like I can almost understand it. Like I like I right. connect, but then it just ends. Yeah, and, and like, like right as I'm getting into it, it's done because like. He kind of gets into things, then, then, but like before he can fully flesh out any of the ideas, the song ends. So, I mean, Jocelyn Flores is clearly talking about his friend who committed suicide, and there's a lot to unpack there. And then before he can really unpack it, the song's over. Yeah. And there's there's and even some br- brief I, mentions about the, the pregnant assault and what happened with that. Again, song's done. So I just feel like I wanted more from him. He just kind of teased me with this information. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, it just kind of teetered off. Also, just, I mean, me, lyrically, sometimes you can be almost a little too too blunt and mm-hmm. too forward, or, like, almost, like, to the point that comes off as kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what, it's like it when you're dead, no one wants to die because you're there no more or something is, like, a, oh, song, yeah, like a lyric like that, yeah. in one of the parts. I'm like, okay, this, it just comes off as a, like, kind of, like, try-hard, edgy right. a little bit. Like I think he does wear his, like, emo influences on his sleeve in yeah. this one and so kind of what also made me a little upset was i was like oh this is gonna be a chance where we're gonna get like 
a depression album with like a, you know a different twist or mm-hmm. a different edge to it but then it just kind of followed into a lot of you know your classic emo song stereotypes yeah it did, but it was almost like it was the same with like the little peep type yeah uh, I, I would say it's actually a little more original but right. like um, just like musically I wish it was just a more coherent project right I wish it just uh, he was able to take um, perhaps like an acoustic kind of like sad genre mm-hmm. and then mix it in with like hip hop because right. it's like it just seems kind of like partitioned into like little caves and it seems like he do- he definitely raps better than he does acoustic like right. emo songs it's almost it's it's so simple and kind of like dull like mm-hmm. I don't know because I've listened to like even like music like right. other like the things he's imitating and it's, it's like significantly better <laughs> right, right or at least more more efforts put in I think Perhaps he he's almost like unskilled or like not as used to like crafting songs in that manner. And I feel like this was mostly done by him, cause like the explanation seems like it was just recorded over like a phone. Like yeah, there's no pop filter. There's like the harsh please when he like says stuff. And like I feel like it wasn't mastered. It was just like he produced this and put it out. Like there's no label touching it or anything. So. I feel like that also might contribute to some of the poor quality of the songs, but like the mixing, I don't know. It's just, um, it just comes off as, uh, dude. It's just like, there's just so much like, try hard, edgy right. type stuff that like I can't, I don't, I don't at all um, disbelieve like his depression is like a real thing. That's right. like a problem with life. I like it comes across, but it's just not compelling to me. I think maybe it's like just, just like... Like, sad sometimes doesn't make good music. <laughs> I feel like maybe he just was too attached. Like, he's not over it enough. So it's just, like, hard to fully dive into it and talk about it. Because sometimes when something's, like, so fresh in the depression, you're not ready to, like, fully construct it and see it from all angles. You're just still kind of in it. And that's why I feel like he's not able to fully go into, like, a deep explanation of, like, what's going on and what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we can only get about a minute and 30 worth about it mm-hmm. but I, don't, I mean it's tough and there was also just so many like shimmers of like oh this is really interesting like you sound really good doing this or i really like do appreciate how well you can rap but it was just like not enough like it would always be like a glimmer and then it's over and then hey like, and i also i want to point out I, I don't know whether i'm just gonna acknowledge austin in the comments mm-hmm. his point is that it's a no production 22k17 production overrated Record, record that shit in the bathroom and I feel like yeah uh, the, uh, maybe like a raw album like this could have benefited from that right. but like I think almost switching before back and forth between like well recorded and not well recorded yeah cause that's like, the other thing is some are like all the hip hoppy sounding songs are pretty well produced you can hear mm-hmm. them well but all the full on acoustic songs are not like mastered I feel and like I can't hear you, them all the time if you do it with intention and I can understand it then right. you're successful in making like a like um I said like what, what would you call it like a low res album lo fi lo fi like a lo fi yeah. album which there's been like Young Fathers has done that if you guys are fan if you heard of uh, a lot of their albums are have like a lo fi thing going for Google them. them but their their stuff sounds it just sounds great and it sounds perfect for that and to work within lo fi and just have like that raw sound um, it needs to be purposeful like right. you need to or like it being hey I'm doing this because it's raw. And it just came off as just kind of like, just not focused. Right. And I think that's my issues with it. It's just unfocused. And for a song, and then the thing too was he hyped it up as like, I put everything into this album. Like I put so much into this. And then 
for it to feel unfinished is like a it sucks because like I want to believe that like you know he put he laid it all on this and he put so much effort into it but when songs aren't longer than like a minute 45 and it doesn't sound fully finished mm-hmm. it's like hard to really appreciate I, I would say like there at least I can tell that there's like engineer like the the sound and stuff mm-hmm. just opposed to if I don't listen to his lyrics and just kind of like the, the timbre of his voice yeah and like the, the production on some of the songs I think the emotion really does come through. Oh, 100%. Like, it really does. Like, I, I was just, I was driving, up, and I, I just went through it, and I played it, and I just suddenly just, like, I wasn't paying attention. I was just driving. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I thought it was like, hey, buddy. It, it's, it was perfect. Ooh, let's get down here, bud. For those of us listening at home here, we have a cat, and he's on our table going nuts right now. Here. But, um, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I mean... I'm definitely excited for what he's going to do next, and I like being able to see these different aspects of him and what he can do. I just wish it was a little more fleshed out, more polished, more to it. Because again, like I've been saying with seemingly every release from uh, the recent freshman class, all of the releases have been so short. Ugly God, this man. Uh, I mean, Amine's was pretty long, but... um, it's just short. I want more. They're teasing me. I want more of a full project, especially mm-hmm. for your debut. I feel like the debut is so important, and I don't know. I mean, it's tough when you have debuts, when you have all these mixtapes and all these other things. But even still, all he has besides this is the Revenge EP, so it's tough. But he's got more music in the pipeline. Um, I Need Jesus is apparently coming down the line. His members-only collective group has a project coming, so... We'll see what he does on the next project. I'm still not discounting him. I think he needed to do this. He got it out there. Hopefully, he's doing all right. Because that's the thing, okay. too. I, I hope you're doing we, good, bud. Yeah, I hope I, everything's I going like, well. At the same time, I gotta, we got to give a review for this. Yeah. So, it's a big old butt. He's going <laughs> to give it the butt. It's a butt. He's gonna, I'm going to give it the eye. No, it's a butt. Because I see the potential. It's a low eye, but I see the potential, so there's, I don't want to give it the butt. There's like only the first song I would go back to after the intro. That song's sick. Yeah, that song. That song sounds great. It's not necessarily like maybe not the lyrics. Like I mean, if you want to listen to them, they're very. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark, but it's dark like in a, like a sixteen year old way. <laughs> kind of dark. Ten shots to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> But, but um, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I give it a butt, and I would, I think he has potential, and I hopefully, I don't know, he capitalizes it. But I, this is something I just feel is incomplete. And if I spent, like, I'm gonna say, I no one spends money on music anymore. But he this, wanted people to, and the album sales look pretty good. The uh, projections came in; it's supposed to move between seventy-two thousand and seventy-five thousand units. Uh, on the album so vibes. I'm gonna say if I spent ten dollars on this, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. I would be very one hundred percent. Yeah, so that's why I would give it a butt. That's fair. Okay, considering that, I would be pretty disappointed if I <laughs> was not on the family plan for Apple Music. Shouts out. Um, but yeah, like paying ten dollars and getting this, I would be pretty upset. Uh, that being said, if this was an EP, I think I'd be a little more easier on it. If he the- replaced this with the Revenge EP, like I would be like, all right. Like, I feel more accepted with just, like, this is his first, like, free project. It's out there. I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. Like, this is... If it was a free mixtape, I'd be like... Yeah. I'd be like... But it's the fact that this But you is... put that debut album tag on it, and I have to judge it, like, more. And it's mm-hmm. just... 
when that's considered, I just feel like it's no, a right, very low high. Let's, let's get to the next uh, the next album. All right. So album review number two is, of course, the second very hyped up album that people have been waiting for for a long time now. It is the sequel to the original Love is Rage, but now X, oh, X, Lil Uzi Vert coming out with his first major label debut, mm-hmm. Love is Rage yeah. 2. And I got to say, in terms of the debut project, I like this one much better. Um, there was stuff... For I, what reasons? For what reasons? I'm curious. Um, this was like... I feel like I had my opinions of Lil Uzi Vert. Because I haven't always been on the train. I thought he's felt very samey. And you just get kind of mm-hmm. this song that's like... It's not even always like, catchy. Yeah. And I was just like... Where like a little pump is samey, but he's catchy. So mm-hmm. I can like... I can fuck with it. Yeah. Some of, a lot of them were just like, all right, same song. I don't really care about this one. This one's kind of good, but this one I felt like he he switched up his production a lot, and I think that's what really let him shine through. I thought there's a lot. I'm not just hearing the same type of song over and over again. I agree. And so with that, I was really able to like hear his lyricisms, lyricism, what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, and that's what you want. That's what you want to hear. Well, no, I mean, not. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say lyricism, but. I don't know, emotion and, like, what he's talking about. I feel like you did hear a, a wide variety of voices. Because yeah. sometimes I thought it was a feature, but it was just... Lil yeah, it's just Lil Uzi Vert talking at a yeah. different cadence. And I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. The voice changed. Like, four, was it 4 plus 2, the, mm-hmm. like, the third song on there? So, wait, confirmed, because obviously that adds up to 666. Uh-huh. Is his name Lil Uzi Vert? Because when you say it really fast, it sounds like Lucifer. Oh, I never Say Lil it. Uzi Vert really fast. Lil Uzi Vert. That sounds really yeah, like Lucifer. Right. Lucifer. Lucifer. So I don't know. Lil Uzi the Devil. Anyway, but yeah, I just felt like there was a lot more like switching up and some great uh, features with Pharrell, or I guess just the feature. There's not many features on there. It's I just like the Pharrell, Pharrell feature. I weekend. Okay, I think else. in a way you have to give like context of like what Lil Uzifer sounds like almost. Right. So Lil Uzifer. If, if there was anybody the most similar, and I'll say he does, he is in his own little lane, mm-hmm. little lane. Um, <laughs> he's, little, he's little Mark Lane. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, the closest to Young Thug, probably. Right. As some, but Young Thug, it, it was still pretty different. Right. Because Young Thug, I would want to say Young Thug has like a, a definitely like a wider set of emotions that he evokes, mm-hmm. I would think. Not I'm very sure of that he like, through like songs like you get like a Harambe right. where he's just like he uses like a, a deep guttural voice but mm-hmm. then he, he plays around more with it but Lil Uzi Vert's more melodic and right. he'll rely more on like kind of I don't want to describe it as other than like kind of like candy pop type like production sometimes right. other times it'll be kind of like trappy like just like party songs mm-hmm. but then other times it'll be like it'll have like a little synthesizer from like that sounds like it's from like an nes game yeah, yeah. or like um it was like the beginning there's like a wacky like accordion that's yeah, been like yeah. looped but it's like kind of like it all kind of sounds um, well he, someone kind of, it sounds it sounds like glossy and like um yeah i i said as a whole this is it's very difficult almost to um give this like a fair review because i i came in with like just like 
no expectations. Literally just the low, low <laughs> expectations of like, because I, I, Losing for sometimes I like P's and Q's. I think that song is which catchy. also I was gonna say has a lot of accordion in it. Yeah, I like so the, I feel the, like the someone at the opening of that song. Yeah, I like I like the yeah he likes the accordion. Yeah. So first song I liked, mm-hmm. and second I, I like I enjoyed his voice and everything. Anything he says is stupid. Right. It doesn't matter. It's more well, about. Well, I, I was gonna argue later on. There's or actually even partway through the middle, we get some good. Some good emotive stuff dealing with, you know, Brittany, the ex. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that goes throughout this. I mean, love is rage. It's going to yeah, be about yeah. it. But I, I hear all those lyrics and stuff, but it's just like, it's not what you're there for. That's true. You're there for, like, kind of like the experience of, like, he, the little Uzi Vert, like, circling of sounds and his right. voice and, like, the, his emotions right. that are there. Because it's definitely it's definitely a vibe that I would say I connect he's a, he's with. He's a vibe artist, right. I'd say, more than anything. And I would, like, if I was, like, in, in that mindset, like, that vibe would help me in terms of, like, a breakup, but I wouldn't, like, hear a little Uzi Vert line and be like, yeah, this is exactly but what I'm going it's through. it's fun, though. But yeah. Like I, like, I listened to the first half of this album. Oh, this is, like, the fuck my ex. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of, it's not like the little people I'm sad this is is fucking like this is my first merry-go-round yeah he'll say stuff like that I'm like I was just like something catchy goes over and over again and I understand what he's saying like it's simple it's easy Mm -hmm. to digest and it's fun right and sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's really fun and you want to go back. Right. So it just kind of it comes up being kind of like a mixed bag. But the fun is pretty fun. Like, the highlights can, are really, like Neon Guts. Neon Guts Really fun. Great. We'll definitely revisit um, that song I think bunch. I loved, uh, the one that Nicki Minaj liked, I liked a lot too. Oh, the my, one that like my samples way, my Haley, way. Haley Williams? Yeah, yeah. I thought that song was great and it sounded really good. Let's see here. The Way Life Goes, I sound, thought it sounded great. 444 plus 222, I liked. Um, Neon Guts, I liked. Um... Then the rest, I just kind of like either favorite, like Exo Tour Life, I do like, but that's, I don't consider, it's like an extra on that one. Right, album. right. But um, the rest are um, just kind of like background vibey music. Right. And I think sometimes maybe the, the production is a little too glossy. I wish it was a bit more raw. It seemed almost calculated, a little like too like clean for me. Yeah. Like sometimes, but even a song I like, like, um, I think it was, let's see here. I think feelings mutual. I like. I like feelings. I like. I like. For me, too. there's the streak. I like the way love goes down to unfazed is like all good. So you did, but so you didn't like four 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 plus two two two. I thought it was okay. I it took that, me the second time before I was like, okay, I can I, fuck with the song actually. It, that fucking bumps in the whip. Yeah, <laughs> that trying, song bumps in the whip. It does. I was driving. I didn't around initially and like it, it fucking, but the second time where I got to bump it, I was like, okay. I fuck no, with no, no, no. It's a good. It's a good song. Uh, it. I don't know. It's just like either you get it or you don't. Yeah. And and he you, said that actually. You accidentally quoted him. Just oh now. really? He said my music is very much like if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. And if you, you I don't know. You have to like feel the vibe, and you have to understand it's just like it's just like sugary, fun, like fuck you, nothing. There's not much rebel like, rock star. Yeah, attitude. but there's not like much substance. It's just right. more. It's pop. It's pop music. Right. You know. It's a it's probably the most pop like rap can get in right. a sense because it's just so, it's so bare bones and perhaps the glossiness is what because it's so pop mm-hmm. is what pushes me like a little bit to the edge oh, I'm like to the edge like <laughs> <where> you... <laughs> <laughs> push me to the edge hey. all my friends are dead hey. but um 
Yeah, it just like it does. I'm like, oh man, I wish there was something a little more raw here, a little more like off kilter. Right. Because I know, I know, his past projects that those things existed, but it was just in such a sea of just thing, it's so much of the well, same yeah, and it's, that I what, wasn't able to appreciate. Yeah, too? I wasn't able to appreciate. No, an older uh, like. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Like I perhaps there was like a raw thing, mm-hmm. but like I try, it's just like too much of the same, and I get yeah. lost. So I like like there's a switch ups here. It, it was just like a very low bar, and mm-hmm. this album was just more entertaining than I thought. Doesn't necessarily make it a good album. Yeah. Does it? Uh, not like the whole album blew me away. I'm gonna listen to it all the time. It's like the most fun album I've ever heard. But there right. are songs I do will go back to, which I just didn't expect. So I'll give Louis Vert that. And the rest, I would say Louis Vert should. Um, I know he's doing great doing what he does, I guess, popularity-wise. He's doing his, great. His, his he's probably the doing, most popular right his, now. Yeah, number, he's going to deb- debut at number one on the Billboard. He, yeah, I guess he's killing it. I can't tell him anything. Yeah. I mean, I'd just say maybe perhaps be um, change up. I mean, you change up production a little bit this time. But I would say continue to experiment. Continue to experiment. Uh, go out there. Do different stuff. Um, Perhaps work on lyricism a little bit, but don't, don't uh, I mean, your cashiness and, like, your, your voice is definitely what's your main selling point, right. so don't, I mean, like, find a way to integrate both, but, like, obviously, your voice and, like, that is more important. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish there was just more substance, maybe, right. at the end of the day. I think Exo Tour Life was, like, a, I think that has, like, more emotional substance as the rest right. of the album does. And I wish there was more, more of, that, of that. That's true. Because that's that the aspect. peak his like, emotionness mm-hmm. has gotten. And there isn't really an equivalent th- to that I on feel the like album. perhaps if there was more lows throughout, then mm-hmm. maybe the highs would seem more fun. Mm-hmm. And more like, fuck you. But because it's just a high the whole time, just like this fucking rush of just fun and fucking right. noises and accordions and, and beep boop beep boop right. and, and your, ah, like all over. <laughs> a great it, a great sum, it, Yeah, it loses um you just get before you get drowned mm-hmm. and this time less so, but it's, I it still felt almost drowned in it. Right. And I wish uh, yeah, just diversify a bit more. And like yeah, that would make me enjoy any of like the hyper moments in the album. Right. Which are hype. Right. And I would say my thoughts would be that in terms of like what I wanted from this debut is kind of basically to decide whether I was going to be on the Lil Uzi train or off it. And I think he definitely did a good job of making me be on the train. And I'm definitely like, all right, I like Lil Uzi Vert. I'm curious to see where he's going to go from here. I still don't think it's like the best project. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Lil Uzi Vert a fucking genius. I'm going to bump his shit all the time, but I'm definitely like, all right, like I, I get this guy. I'm interested in what he's going to do. And I found more songs that I'm going to revisit than I have on any other project. I feel like project. I wasn't on the train, but I was looking at it from a distance. Yeah. And I was like, that train is sure moving. I didn't expect that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what was your review of the second album of the six we're reviewing? Ultimately, for his um, debut, I'm going to give it a cool. I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff on here. I thought there was some songs I'm going to bump multiple times. He experimented a little bit with his flows. Like, you got early 20s Rager, where he kind of does like a mm-hmm. his like take on what I guess is like the ski mask flow at this time. There's yeah. some wild experimental things. But there was more where I just like, I was more... Um, in tune to this album. I wasn't just like, all right, all the same um, shit fading away. But there was more songs that woke me up and was like, oh, this is different. Oh, this is interesting. 
and songs that I actually really liked and really thought were catchy. So I, I think he's getting better, and we'll see where he goes from here. I think maybe the sophomore might be the thing that fully sells me. But I don't know. I don't think he's going to switch anything up. I think he knows what sells, yeah. and he's killing it in that department. But That's in terms true. of like album experience as a person who's listened to albums, uh, it's just... Um, there's a couple songs I like, but as a whole, it's just like it's a low eye, but okay. uh, like maybe a high. But I, like literally going in, I thought this was gonna be like a fuck you, but yeah. to, the, to extreme. Like I can't. This is unlistenable. And it was more than that. I thought it was perhaps he. I'll find more to like next time, mm-hmm. and he'll concentrate on. I can't. I haven't listened to it enough to figure out what exactly. I guess specific things that earned my attention this time as opposed to before gotcha. perhaps it was he seemed more focused in songs maybe the songs because they're more like better produced i was able to enjoy the sounds i don't know mm-hmm. but maybe if you can figure out what that is and next time hone in on it yeah just i just make more catchy fun songs or perhaps if you want to do exo tour life stuff kind of like do a mix of both but as a whole i was like there's like only like three or four songs i would go back to at most and, but it's still way better than I thought. I, I would say, as a person who wasn't excited about Lil Uzi Vert or anything, um, I could see his appeal, which okay. is something you that, couldn't before. Yeah, which I had trouble right. like enjoying. Like money longer, I'll just get bored. Mm-hmm. Like two minutes in of the same thing. So I would say like give a shot with some of the songs Lil Uzi Vert has made, and just like there's a lot of variety um, in terms of sound, not in terms of like emotions, but. You might find something that appeals to you, and you'll get it. Right. And if you don't, um, then just go home. <laughs> just go once again. Go if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. And with that, we're gonna move on to the next album. Our man's from Bron- from Brooklyn, uh, Wiki, coming in with his sophomore album, No Mountains in Manhattan. Nice little follow up to his original album. Um. I had this. This was an interesting one for me because I basically listened to all the albums in a row the first time, and I had listened to this one right after the Brockhampton album, uh-huh. and I think it was just like too much of a switch up for me. Uh-huh. And I guess I was expecting more uplifting wiki tracks. I feel oh, like the yeah. last debut I listened to this after Lil Uzi Vert, and I felt like I was like it was like fucking whiplash, oh, God. and it was like I didn't even get to enjoy it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like... wild. Yeah. <laughs> And so I feel like once I was more prepared for what the album was about, what it was, what it sounded like sonically, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. But um, overall, I mean, the man can rap. That's undisputed in pretty much every track. He has bars, amazing flow, so sounds good. I, I feel like Oz, often we have to perhaps give like an idea of who Wiki is. That's true. Which we, we right. still haven't. Lil Uzi Vert, we, I feel most people know. You but know. Wiki, but Wiki is more of an underground guy. He's friends yeah. with guys like Earl Sweatshirt. He was on his last album. Yeah. He's more of a, he's definitely like a more of the alternative hip-hop scene, but more in the sense of like... Production um, style. Yeah, production style, and I guess it's just like kind of like more, less like pristine. Right. Like hip-hop, more, I guess I guess it's like alternative, but people, people typically think it's like alternative is like backpacky right. or like very like intellectual, which it really... But like his original group, Rat King, which he was a part of, I mean the leader of... Uh, is essentially a noise rap group. There's yeah. loud, very abrasive production, experimental. 
Um, that's just like, would, a lot to handle. I would genuinely times. say that initially I was I thought I liked some of the songs, but mm-hmm. it, a lot of it confused me at right. first. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but like I want to go back, but I don't know if I like it. Yeah. And then over the time, it literally has become one of my favorite albums. Yeah. Like I love the so first rag. Yeah, so it goes is one of my favorite, um, like modern like new rap albums because it's right. so out there for when it came out. And the thing and that it's so, like a New York rapper that's making this. Yeah, too. but it's also New York as fuck. Right. Like that's so crazy to me that they're able to craft like that's such an insane thing craft a new New York sound. Like, there's no one else is done again, right. but it's so New York while not using any of the New York tropes at right. all. Like, none of the 90s hip-hop stuff is in that not album. Not even a little bit. No, but it's still very New York culturally, and it just seems so natural, and, like, it, I could I could talk about fucking So It Goes Forever. That, right. that album is so good, and it's so, like, oh, fuck, it's so... What a what a great and innovative album to come out that like I feel like doesn't get the respect it deserves and I think it I think that that might be like an underground classic, like one hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. It goes in the future might have like a huge influence on people later on, especially their age group and like oh man that and Spornlice production is just like so <laughs> nothing else sounds like it but yet it captures the city which is so crazy to me. Right. Like typically just like oh man. So, so, so it goes, goes gets a mondo cool. Says, yeah, mondo cool from Enrique. That's <laughs> album. So so then the wiki uh, Ratkins kind of falling apart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the main members left. They're all from um, um, was it Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. They're all from Brooklyn. Are then I said they're all from Brooklyn. I know. Yeah. I know wiki is. Yeah. Is sporting uh, life. I'm not sure if sporting life is. Sporting, okay. Then. I think so, but I don't. Something about me thinks he's like British, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it because Skepta was on that song with? Yeah, them? I think that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, is, is sporting life from America? Anyway, but yeah, definitely Brooklyn based, and um, yeah, this album was just like. I don't know, it just wasn't what I was expecting at first. I wasn't expecting to get a lot oh, of... Oh, also, just quick... Yeah, he also dropped a mixtape beforehand. That was yes, also very yes. New York, very... I would say very similar to this. I so. feel like it was more... Uh, maybe I'm just, like, not remembering yeah. the original... I felt like it was more upbeat, and there was plenty of silly songs, like Living With My Mom, and, like... I don't mm-hmm. know, just, like, fun, more just, like... Him just skating lyrically over, you know, like fun, uplifting yeah, beats. I, I see. I see what you mean there. I feel like there wasn't many like introspective, like really dealing with like problems that he's having. Like this album deals with addiction, breakups, um, just his overall feelings about New York himself, is that, is it, his identity. Yeah, yeah. Like there's more he's grappling with on this album, and I was like, oh, it like took me aback. I think. I, I would say mostly it wasn't like in terms of lyricism, yes, mm-hmm. but I thought the product. I think the range of production. Oh yeah, was yeah. what I meant more so, just because yeah. like there is a wild range of sounds. One hundred percent. That Wiki definitely um, has an ear for interesting beats. Right. And he's versatile. Sound, yeah, that don't sound like anything else, but yet he's able to rap on it since he's rapped on Sporting Life beats, which are probably fucking the hardest, the craziest, the hardest to things over. to rap on. And I, I would say as a whole, this album. I really liked. Yeah, I, like I really like, uh, and I I wish I could have listened to it more mm-hmm. than I did, just because uh, I, I feel like it's kind of hard. There's a lot to digest in this album, it's just sonically and perhaps even like what he's saying. But in, in many ways, I think Wiki's kind of like the working class rapper to right. me. 
just like he's just like, like the Spider-Man of rappers. I don't know, like right. something like like because he, he just feels very real and down to earth. But he literally just like he talks about things like oh, Peter, when I was young, they told me to talk, rap about what I know, so I rapped about the subway. And yeah. Like, he'll, then you, if you listen to his like lyrics, he's like, oh, I'm going to the bodega and I'm gonna get this at this place. Like that's right. that's so like fucking normal. Right. Right. That's just like the average life for him and things he does. He's not rapping about anything he, that doesn't like. There's no gloating or weird like anything right. outside of his normal experience, which is very stuff that's very even though it's New York, I can like relate to mm-hmm. in a way. Just like oh, I was going to stop by and get a sandwich at this place and getting mm-hmm. this thing, and there's that guy that knows me, or like oh, taking the the public transportation to get to a place. Oh, right. I'm stuck here. Like and then that mixed in with his current emotional state and things going on, I think it just makes for a very uh, compelling right. rapper. Uh, just relatable but also I guess can be standoffish to some people just cause uh, his voice is a little nasally which some, sometimes puts off people right. but I think if you can work past it you can listen to his flows his lyricism and it's not like he's gonna um, not like he's a genius like lyricist right. but he's able to convey his lifestyle he can tell a story yeah guess, he's a story yeah he's definitely he's a story very much too. a storyteller rapper I, yeah I 100% agree and it's just you just have to listen to him and he, he sets a scene and a place very well. Beautifully so. And so, it's New York again. Perhaps that's a little redundant, but I, <laughs> I see... I, I think him tackling his identity and, like, who he is also kind of intertwined with his relationship with... Um, was it Princess Nokia? Yeah. Um, is this stream? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think we're good. Okay. I just have to refresh it. Um, I think it's interesting the, the fact that, like... Well, he's Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican, half Irish, and then he talks about like how she helped him like confirm his like Latin identity and stuff. Right. That mixed in with like I don't know, just like loved her yeah. and stuff. So um, he'll bring up other things too at the end. That I found like really relatable. Um, where he brought up like his grandmother when he was born gave him a gold chain. Yeah, and yeah. look, I have a gold chain mm-hmm. from my grandma with my name on it, which he says the same thing. Right. Like, it's just something wild like that. Like, I'm like, wow, it's like... The level of relatability. Yeah, I guess for me specifically in that area, I think talk about being a mutt too, because I feel like I'm a mutt sometimes Mm -hmm. just because like all the things in me. Yeah. And just kind of feel like lost sometimes. And I feel like he... It's something I personally can identify with and I think it's really interesting to have a rapper like that. And also just like that emotion of feeling like like I don't know a mixture of things and perhaps a mutt is also very very New York right, right. like just since it's such yeah, a yeah city with such, so many cultures it's, su- it's such a together. fucking melting pot yeah. where it's just like uh, discovering your identities is just difficult so um yeah I probably probably had it like perhaps worse than me <laughs> in that sense just cause that's a place where just like it's a constant tension of things as opposed to I've just existed in places where it's all one thing right but um I found it relatable and just like a, a nice to, a perspective to hear that yeah. Yeah, I don't typically. I was like spe- very, very specific to me. <laughs> and you're like, wow, this is crazy. He's yeah. just speaking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I was like, wow, it's like, we have very similar. I wouldn't say I'm not half Irish. I'm like a quarter Irish, a quarter Puerto Rican, a quarter Bolivian, and a quarter Argentinian. So, but also if I was just vaguely enough, it would be half Puerto Rican, half Argentinian. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's just like that that mutt type of nature of not knowing who you are, what, and just kind of feeling lost. I feel like he gets across right. pretty well because the man is just able to like he brings fully... it, he brings it up a lot, he right? Uses the he term brings it up a lot, lot in in different ways. Yeah, 
Like he also uses like like his flag. His has, flag is the mixture of the Irish and Puerto Rican flags yeah, put is. together, and it's like everywhere. And, and the last song is called Lepi Coqui. Coqui is the Puerto Rican frog that exists. Every, oh, Lepi. Right. Yeah, and Coqui is like a. It goes Coqui. It's like a little chirping frog. If okay. you go to Puerto Rico, you're gonna hear it at night. It's just like a constant little cricket that you'll hear. And it's just like the national, it's like a symbol almost yeah. in Puerto Rico, right? Like it's every Puerto Rican knows the cookie. It's okay. the animal of Puerto Rico. Damn. So, um, Lepi, I don't know what Lepi, I don't know whether that's leprechaun? a reference. That's what I thought. Yeah. Leprechaun, it could mean something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was leprechaun cookie, meaning like a combination of the Both. two. Yeah. yeah, so like a, so I thought that was a very interesting, cool little. Maybe I'll listen to it again, I'll feel differently. I feel with most of his projects so far, it's always been. Um, uh, it's always been. It's taken time for me to digest them. Yeah. Even though it's like, perhaps lyrically, not as sonically, and it just—I don't know—it's just something about him that makes it just more difficult. Even though it's so simple. Right. It, it just takes time for me to like digest it, but I know I like it. So right. that's that's what, that's how I felt about so it goes. It's like I know I like this, and I just haven't listened to this enough to figure out like to fully understand it yet and I yeah. feel like I'm almost at this way with this album and I don't know I, whether it's going to turn to me being like this is amazing or this is oh this is good but it's definitely some. I think it's going to fall somewhere between those two okay. it's definitely not going to be like this is trash this is so I don't think that's going to happen at all <laughs> uh-huh. also a great ghost face feature crazy like also great just like also face point face. out the, the the beats the fact that they're, they're all crazy like they're not right. New York beats this and even not, like the hype yeah, shit is this, like this is not, not what you're this expecting is, he's not a throwback 90s hip hop rapper not in the slightest and he's made that clear in Rat King and stuff like this is a 90s revival this is tribal revival like that's what he says in yeah. that so I feel like he still has that spirit in this album and um I've also tried to think a little bit more like there's no mountains in New York and Manhattan right and just the fact that I was like what does that mean just like I mean also pointing out that skyscrapers are the mountains in Manhattan right but like what is I don't know just like is like the forest he grew up in or what is that what does that mean having a mountain like mm. I've just thought about that and I don't know what exactly that means right yeah like what and what does it mean having skyscrapers as mountains as opposed to normal mountains like what does that it, do does it mean that the, yeah does that mean out? it's like manufactured or is it like beautiful because it kind of seemed like it was like a nice thing yeah it seemed like what he was <laughs> trying to get at is like this is like my equivalent of like I don't know nature kind of it was just kind of this like I don't have mountains but I have like these beautiful it's a, con- it's a concrete jungle right yeah. that's like a it's still one of these things where you're just like well, I can't believe like this was made or like this is here like mountain you see a mountain and you see a beautiful mountain range and you're like oh, you're, wow this you're is in like, awe. Yeah. yeah you're like you're in awe of it it's and something... I feel like the huge bustling New York skyscrapers yeah, you get the same oh, yeah, cause feel it's like godly almost yeah like, it's, almost, like, it's wow, out of this, this world is it's incredible here, yeah. and like you might say there's no mountains in Manhattan but, but these like are yeah, it's a, oh wow, yeah, I yeah, get that. Yeah, like yeah. that was the vibe I kind of got. Okay, from cool. That. I, I was like thinking, like, yeah, it's something huge. Yeah. And like, um, majestic. Yeah, I get that. And just pride for that. Right. I get. I was like, also, I mean, like, perhaps also, I thought about like climbing mountains mm-hmm. and like going to the top of things. Yeah. And by saying that there are mountains in Manhattan, perhaps it's like the work ethic of people from New York and right. like the, the hustle. And bustle of New York—that's uh, uncomparable. I mean, right. if you're there, you're just stressed out. Yeah, like, like you're York. just constantly <laughs> along with something. Like you're stressed for one reason or another. It's tiring. You're working, and that's like the the, and that's like kind of like the same type of 
uh, like a mountain climber. They just like right. keep fucking pushing on and going to the top. And I feel like perhaps that's the philosophy a lot of yeah, people from New York have. And by saying there's no mountains in my hands is a lie because the skyscrapers and stuff like uh, exist. Both of us a metaphor and a real thing, maybe. Right. So I think there's there's perhaps other things, but um, I don't need more time. I think, but I I think there's definitely again content right. and uh, thought put into his album, and he may come off as like perhaps simple at first, but I think there is a lot of um, uh, care yeah. and time put into every aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a... It's a very interesting jumping point. I'd say... I don't know if this one's necessarily a better or worse jumping point for Wiki's career if you, in terms of I think whether Mayor or not... is his catchiest Yeah, song. like I think Mayor, Pretty Bull, like you'll get the gist of like some yeah. of the I think catchier Mayor, songs. I think Mayor is so fucking catchy. Mayor's amazing. That's such a, it's such a good track and yeah. it's like, that's like a feel good, like I'm having fun track. 100%. And I, no, I played this morning, I got up and I played it and I felt great. Like yeah. that was just like, it's just a charming, charming ass fucking video of him being a mayor. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak highly i think he's great and i hope to see more from him in the future 100 percent. i think this album is really amazing we got both the fun and happy wiki and the also introspective um real wiki and where we really learn more about him his identity what he's going through and good intro ending yeah, yeah. i think all around a really well-rounded project so I, i'll throw it in uh, i don't know uh maybe uh, i might switch but i think it's just a, a good a solid cool for me yeah um, I, I might in the future fall more than that, but I think I don't think it's gonna get lower than a, a low cool or cool. Yeah, like I, I feel like that's the, where it's staying, and perhaps in the future, maybe at the end of the year, if we talk about our favorite albums, it might jump up because I spent more time with it and I like it found things I relate to more, or found just like, oh, there's all these other things about this album, or oh, sonically, like I got used to because it's so like out there sometimes that you just have to like you need to. You need to like readjust your your brain. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. All right, so let's go to the the next one, baby. The next <laughs> one, man. We still got. Wow, there's three more albums to go. Uh -huh, and yeah, Mark, Strap. You, you knew in. you knew how long this is gonna take. It's gonna be beautiful, y'all. <laughs> next up, we got Action Bronson, another New York resident, uh, coming in with his blue chip seven thousand. Um, I think this might be a quick review. This, that's what I was saying. I was yeah, like, some yeah. of these are quick, so I'm like, it works. Okay. Action Bronson, I've been basically saying it with each single that he's dropped, but this is this is what I expected. When you put, when you say Action Bronson blue chips, there's like a very set idea I have in my head of just him rapping in his very signature style over Party Supplies is solid that production. That Party Supplies the whole time. That's I true. Remember. I did find out I thought that was fucked up. But it, it has to be. I think that's actually really fucked up. I think that if you build a whole series off of one producer and then just like for the big one be like eh. you know, some <laughs> other people are involved with this one. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a little bad. But I think, I think his intention was to have um just more variety and right. kind of end up being the same. Yeah, it does sound pretty sonically similar throughout. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's Action Bronson coming in with, you know, usual quotable lines. I got plenty that I wrote down. Yeah, there are a bunch of quotes. I, I think I'm just mad in yeah. a different way. Just because it's, it's just the same. Like, it's good, <laughs> but it's the same. It's the same. It's like, it's so, like, I don't know. It's just... Like, I like it, but I feel like I got this already. I think I've gotten all, like, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just like tired of, <sighs> of Action Bronson. I think like the it's not. I won't consider it a shtick. Like his character, I think mm-hmm. is very charismatic, likable dude with a very interesting perspective. Right. But I just need something else. Like at this point, I'm bored. I don't know. Like, like there's certain rappers, I feel like. There's a sound that they carve up, and like I like that sound. And when you just hand me that, like I'm cool with it. Like I don't need much else from you. I don't need. I'm not expecting you to be this big chart topper or do anything I'm that not, I think I'm is gonna that from Action build you up. I'm just like, hey. But I feel like Action Bronson can uh, he can paint a picture really right. well and tell a story too, like Wiki. And I feel like he, if he, I, I think there's potential there, and I think he can craft something more engaging with it for, like i don't know just like the type of person he is and the things maybe tell a story i don't know it just feels like it's just it's just more of the same and it's just kind of like it's good but i want something else you know to look at okay the ghost face let's take mm-hmm. ghost face i think has kind of has like the prototype for him yeah they sound the same right but um ghostface crafts like a story or like a thing around it and there's like there's movements and then you can paint a picture with his words and it can be goofy it can be stupid it doesn't matter but like it keeps me engaged and like oh there's something else he's going for this thing he's going for this sound but or like he's going specifically for this area of this sound or i just feel like there's just no ambition at this point yeah i mean he's pretty open about the lack of him he's just like (laughs) I didn't expect I was going to get here. And he's just like, I'm just having a good time just putting money on the table. And I enjoy, like, what this is. So he just kind of does this. And Vice is really, like, where he's, like, he gets paid to do his dream. I need the hunger. I need the fight. And it's just, like, it's just dull. You know who I like? It's not dull because his lyrics are still, like, fun to listen to. Yeah, like, they're always, he's always giving me something that just makes me perk up. And, you know, he'll drop something, like, um, same outfit every day, like a cartoon. Sweep you off your feet, like Ryu in the corner. Yeah, that was a good one. Mommy need a kitchen set. She off the boat. She don't even know the Simpsons yet. <laughs> it just gets me. What's the what's the one where he's like he walked to like the he can't descend it from the heavens? Oh my god! Like, like the um. That's a really great one. The fucking yeah 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 like the guitar yeah yeah. What are they fucking called? Mike Myers. Uh, uh, Wayne, Wayne's, World. Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah, like the guitar in Wayne's World. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Bam, yeah. nailed it. There's like stuff like that. that I like. I, I love his referencing. I just felt like if it was more focused and ambitious, I would enjoy it. As a studio album, I'm just kind of like lukewarm. I like like it, but things that I don't know. Like I'll listen to it. I just want more. I want better, and I know he's well, capable see, of it. And I'm bo- it's boring to me. Here's my take. There's this. Brand of I, rapper for me. I can't take another one of these from him. I'll I'll <laughs> liken him to like a. For me, Action Bronson's very similar to like a currency. Okay. Like he's just a guy who you give him a very, like set. I mean, with a little bit of range, but a very similar style of production, and he just like raps cool over it. Like, and that's it. And I just kind of use that as like a. It's just a vibe. Like I'm gonna listen to this while like. You know, I'm playing video games while I'm, like, relaxing. Like, if I was still in school, like, listening, like, study. Like, this is, like, study music. It's just, like, good background music that'll, like, get my attention every now and again with a good lyric. Make me laugh. And it's just, like, I just felt like other projects felt more coherent to me. Like, the fucking Alchemist one. That's true. There was definitely some that had, like, a flow or just, like, better, like, transition somewhat. Like, Rare Sandaliers does have, like, 
I, I agree, yeah. like, have a lot more going on. I just, yeah, it's um, just, like, the lack of just, like, amb- it's yeah, not I just, I, I understand it's just, like, supposed to be, like, a vibey type thing, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy, like, the picture painting and, like, the stuff, like, or the, or, like, the character of Action Bronson. And That's if, true. And if he was able to present, I mean, like, there's certain, like, I'll give my left, my right lung to just a dunk once or whatever, like, um, like, that's, like, a classic. We got it. We fixed it. Also, shout out to Moodroid. But yes. Is it fixed? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I think I got the stream over. Oh. Shout out to Mr. Cat. We're good. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I just want, I just want more from him. And I understand, like, it fulfills that role, but, uh, as like I, I actively dro- drove and listened to this album, mm-hmm. like I just listened in, and I was just like I wanted something more, and perhaps if I was doing something else like playing a video game or something, I could vibe out. But the fact that I was focused in, all I could think about was like, man, I wish there was just more That's than fair. what I'm getting right now. And it just comes off like he's still like a multifaceted, interesting character, but it just came off as shallow beyond what I, it's nothing new I know about Nash and Bronson. That's fair. I like the emotional. I like the fact that he came off so seriously saying, "I'll give my right lung just a dunk one." <laughs> I thought that was a fucking sick line. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, yeah. I think that's sick. But I also hate the fucking hot pepper song. I think it sounds terrible. Well, yeah. The that's reggae. actually my biggest um, <laughs> critique was that like I wasn't like, oh, I want more from this. If anything, I was just kind of like, ah, some of the beats are just kind of okay on this one, and I was mm-hmm. like. Because that's my thing. I'm like, uh, what I'm asking of you, like, all I'm asking for of you is just, like, say cool things and have a really good beat. And this mm-hmm. one had, like, eh, some beats that I was like, oh, these aren't as yeah, good yeah. as some of the other Blue Chips beats. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was more of my letdown I feel, there. I think it was because the Blue so Chips like, you had two jobs. Those are, like, typically, like, an 80s type vibe, yeah. right? Dude, I'm not wrong. With I the think, Blue Chips? Yeah. Yeah, a I lot of them have... Again, um, a lot of big 80s samples. Big 80s samples in, like, a lot of them. And that's never changed, because I remember... I'm just trying to remember. I remember all of them having that feel. This didn't. This yeah. was, like... There was some songs you know some what? towards the end that had that sound, but then, like... Perhaps sampling hard is mm-hmm. hard with that. Yeah. So. Well, that's true, too. I think that's what held them back on the beats was because they weren't allowed to just sample anything. I and that's what the took the album it, so long to come out was clearances, basically. Part of the hype, I thought, was always just hearing like a song you knew and right. and then Action Bronson fucking, flipping it, just yeah. fucking flipping it and just like being sick on it. Oh, like the Contemporary Man, where it's yeah, just like yeah. the like four or five, like popular songs everyone knows and he's just going yeah that's fucking that's a fucking sick time yeah it's fun and it's exciting and it's like conceptual in a way and that i think that's like exciting to me and then this i just nothing was falling in that and that's why i kind of always feel that him review (laughs) yeah shit (laughs) but um that's what i think will always hold him back about him being a major label rapper is i think because there's a clear distinction between mixtape action bronson and where he's been at now with Mr. Wonderful and now mm-hmm. this. And it's because, honestly, he can't have the same level of production he can't because he mm-hmm. was so yeah. reliant on sample-based beats. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely affecting him somewhat. I think the part of the sampling-based beats was part of his personality. Right. Like, and you it, have, like, that big... The charm. Like, the charm, like, 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 kind of these bold and brash samples that are, like, very in-your-face, just like he is. Right. Like, yeah, and I feel like... Part of that probably didn't catch my attention this time, and right. it bored me. So I think you're right. He does need to do something to figure out 
that aspect because mm-hmm. he's clearly not going to be able to rap over the same I'm not, level of production. I'm not, I'm, saying that, I'm not saying you should come with a pimp butterfly, like, right, 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 or anything. But like, take an example of like Ghostface did that whole like storyline like one. I think, Supreme clientele. Yeah, uh, no, oh no, you one. mean like the, uh, the one with shit. Adrian? Young. The reasons to die. Reasons one, to die. And then twelve reasons to die. Yeah. One part one two. Part one and two. They're both great, but right. Um, like I think a story crafted by Action Bronson would be fucking amazing. That's true. And it would be hilarious. And he's just like he because he could easily with... just like create a character, yeah. commit to it, yeah. and rap in that character. And he's then, done it. And I think that'd be so much fun. And yeah. I think I just like the thing is I could just go through so many things in my head that I know he's capable of and he's not doing. That's and he's true. releasing this, so I am just as I get. I think I've just repeated this a bunch. I'm just disappointed from that. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not at all. Just as you said, more of the same. That's fair. And probably not as good as the best of. No. So. And so I think overall I am actually going to, despite I've been seemingly like fucking like all the biggest about action Bronson. But I, um, I am going to give it like a, I'll give it a high eye because there was definitely some things that I feel like I didn't get that I would normally get from an action Bronson project. But there's still some stuff I really like, still some good quotables. Not consistently amazing beats, but some good beats in there. And I thought it was solid. Like, I'll listen to some stuff again, for sure. So, I'll give it, like, a mid to low. I give a st- Actually, I give a stern low. I just being like, come on, Max Bronson. You're teetering on the edge of me being disinterested. Hmm. And uh, I want to be interested. I'm there. I think you're funny. I think you're a cool guy. I just want you to be more ambitious. Like, uh-huh. find something and stick with it. Or create, like, I don't know, create a world. I think your brain's amazing. I think it's so funny. And, like, the, the way you reference things, the way you, like, like... I don't know, commit to your, like, this braggadocious, ridiculous character, and just, like, saying fucking ridiculous shit, like, giving up your right lung to dunk one time, or just, like, descending from the heavens, and just, like, saying such wacky stuff like that, I think you can paint, like, a really fun and cool picture, For sure. and you're not, so, I'm so gonna step it up, so pal. step it up, buddy. Step it up, big so, guy. So, yeah, I'll give you a low light. Fair um, enough. Next, uh, Next, ASAP Mob, the Cozy Tapes. Volume two. Uh, so we're moving on. Yeah, moving on to the ASAP. It's time. It's time for your boy to get harsh. And normally I don't do this, mm-hmm. but I was fucking mad as fuck okay. at this album. There's a lot I don't like. Hey, hey Mark, and I, I'm getting, I, I'm getting fucking sick this, of this shit. I'm getting this hilarious. Mark, yeah. Mark angry coming out. I, I, no I love it, Mark. You don't. I don't. Know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking do this to me. The one time I'm like actually sternly not into an album, you're gonna fucking love it. But nah, it's uh, like here's the thing. I really wanna love ASAP Mob as a whole, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to just accept that I only like ASAP Ferg and ASAP. <laughs> like there's just not like the fact that there's just so much that they have to do to try to supplement the fact that like. 12e nast okay, and ant are to, just to, not to, as to, good as that. I remembered one of the songs I like that. Okay, let's set. Uh, I agree. But let's like, say, wait, I, let me okay. finish this sorry, point sorry, here. Sorry. To the to the point that like the most exciting part of this album is the fact that there's this unheard dude that I didn't even know about named Smooky Margella, who's 15, by the way, <laughs> outwraps the other, like, three auxiliary members of ASAP Mob. Smooky Margella's verses on, like, the four tracks he's featured on is better than Ant, 12V, and Nas. And he's 
15. And I'm really excited about him. Like, shout-outs to them for putting him on this because he's really exciting. I think his voice is really interesting. I think he's got good bars. I'm curious to see what mm-hmm. Smokey Margiela does next. But I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, why? And then... We'll get to the point. We'll get to kind of the what I think is the opposite with Brock Hampton, but they don't really like know even how to like use their good members because I feel like there's only they have Playboy Cardi now uh-huh. who can make catchy good hooks, and I think he only has one hook on the whole like project, and that one it's a great hook. And is Playboy Cardi in ASAP Mob? Yeah, he's in ASAP Mob. Okay, he's like with that. them fully. Okay, I didn't and know like that. they, I it was they barely bug. use it. They just give him like a little verse every now and again. And I'm like, this man shits out good hooks, and you, he's very underused. Like he's not used as well as he could have to at least make just some catchy hype songs, and you could at least excuse the like okay members of ASAP Mob. But they just don't use them enough, and it's just like this frustrating mess of like. Uh-huh. Someone good boosting it's, them it's up. Crazy. Like this is me the first take. <laughs> <laughs> like Gucci Mane comes in, gives that song life. Even Lil Yachty comes in for Bahamas. That's, I like that song a, good, a lot. That's a good song. But it's carried by like Lil Yachty and like the good members of ASAP Mob and no one else. Okay, and it's just so okay. frustrating. Let me defend. There's one song I like that didn't. That I was surpri- uh, surprised. Okay, I liked Coziest. I thought it had a good beat. Which one is that? This one was ASAP Twelvey and Zach. Oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had kind of like this. Uh, it has like a what is it? It was like this, like this. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a baseball game type thing. And I, I like heard Twelvey on it, and I was like, "Wow, I wish his album sounded like this." Yeah, I thought he sounded great, and this uh, that song transitions beautifully into the next song, which is the the fucking crazy one with Joey Badass. It's literally just like a who's who of New York hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, like I mean, Chat's making some great points here. Like Lil Uzi, Ver- like the guests are the best part of ASAP Mob. Like yeah. there's just other people coming Joey Badass, in. Joey Kirk Knight, like the, pro yeah, era. the the pro era like Cipher yeah, on, on Raf. It's just like the other people. The other people way better. Like. Oh um, man, yeah, because that song is great. What is it? What happens with like Beast Coast yeah, representing yeah, no, no, Pro no, Era like and a, it's Flatbush? Like, it's a, yeah, it's like a it's like a, a who's who of, yeah. of New York. Like, yeah, that's a good song. That, and then I liked so so far uh, out of songs I like like <laughs> all feature heavy and not relating to the yeah. not good members of ASAP Mob. I just felt like some of the beats were kind of weak. Yeah, like, and there's there's no Lamborghini High equivalent. There's no real big hype song. I think Bahamas maybe the most upbeat beat they had really. There's just I was just getting, I was just grasping for things that I liked about this, and it's um, basically I'm the 15 year old rapper. I'm glad and I didn't have to defend John C. Riley because I know Tim liked it Ugh. more than Volume Tim. One. But um, he's probably not watching. Uh, <laughs> damn but, you, Tim. Damn you, Tim. But I, I was just like, man, Tim liked it. Like, I don't know how Mars gonna feel because I think he just kind of liked Volume One, right? Volume One, I was uh, there was at least like more like. Mm-hmm. I think the feature songs like carried it more. Where I was just like, there are songs I really like on it. So, it's not because ASAP Mob yeah, as a whole is good, I but I was like, I like. I think these it's songs. funny because the, they addressed my almost issue by focusing on the members. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, they're all bad. Yeah, I'm like, oh well, you, you guys just aren't good. They're so <laughs> boring. And I think okay, this is an interesting review. I think you purposely did juxtapose it with Brockhampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's take let's let's shift it. Like okay, we we both give this a butt, right? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> shout outs to John C. Riley. You couldn't save this album. Uh, it's gonna be a butt from me, dog. I was just no. 
I don't like it. I thought it was butt. 100%. Yeah, I thought it was butt as well. And so transferring over to our final album of the night, another mob pro, another mob. Um, so this is a good project. Uh, mob project <laughs> collective, I think is I don't know group boy band. Boy uh, band. Boy band. They concern themselves. Southside One band. Direction. Hell yeah. Uh, let's. <laughs> let's. This is a good group. This is an example of how you do a collective and how you make good music. They know how to use each other. They know how to cater even like an individual song to each person. They beautifully construct the instrumentals. To they also a, highlight members. Highlight and, members each in their own particular style and uh, it's just way better. And this they all have so they, many highlights. They switch up their flows on like songs to, to fit in it. They're not afraid to sound different right. within each track. Um, boy, it, I could not speak higher enough. I think this is a great album. This is amazing. <laughs> In fact, I tell you, the only downside is the fact that, like, some of them are so good that I wish I could get more of them. Like, <laughs> this album made me really appreciate, um, is his first name Russell, but boring. What? Russell Boring, the guy with the really falsetto, like, oh, words. I thought his name was Joby or something. That's, like, his, like, name, but his, like, I guess his, like, Real name is like Russell Boring or something. Oh, I, and I like calling I, him by that. I don't it's, know what you're it's a fucking cool name. Well, okay. But um. So you like this falsetto on that? But one that song. that song because yeah, he's only prevalent on school. it's it's school. sweet and he's on Tokyo too. Yeah, he he's is. the first person of Tokyo. Oh yeah, and he's on Junk. Well, he's like it's just the one where he's just pull up, pull up, pull up. No, no, no. On Junkie, he uh, oh no, he does have like, he goes a off in a second. in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dude. He used to have long hair. And, okay. he cut, and he cut it short. Oh, so if you okay. watch the earlier videos, he was like wacky. There's a fucking crazy dude yeah. with long hair. That was him. Okay. Yeah, he's the main singer probably outside of Kevin Abstract. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. oh man, and I love this guy's raps. verse. His and sing he... raps are so cool sounding. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, like more of this guy. But like also like there's just so much other good stuff that like he just comes in when he's needed and they know like the perfect slot to put him in and he's. They just all sound great. Hey, but great guess what? If you want more of them, Saturation 2 Yeah, and they're just the pumping out good shit. We got Saturation 2 right now, Saturation 3 on the way soon. They're just killing it. They're firing on all cylinders. The world needs to know that Brockhampton <laughs> is the fucking shit. I think part of it... The best collective to come I out of the very time. I think this album's good, but I think juxtaposed to ASAP Mob just makes it seem so much Even better. Just light years ahead. Like, they just clearly know what they're doing. And I think... I was a big fan of the first one, too. Right. And I would say, like, it is a continuation very much of the first one. Right. And, a lot, like, all the... I'd say that perhaps there's more singing stuff mm -hmm. in the first one that I liked. And I, and I enjoy that they, they shifted more, a little more to rap. I think singing is still good. I think right. the first album's still great. I think they're about on par with each other for me right now. I mm -hmm. may... I, I have to let it sit with me a little more. Because the first one I go back to and I like more and more. And mm -hmm. I don't know two is going to be the same way. Right. But... All the songs, I mean, the singles were coming out. I was throwing them on my phone. I was listening to them before that came out. And then it, the whole album comes out. There's all the songs I like. Like, there's not a, I don't think there was really, I just want more. Well, I like mean, like, here's my, th I think I like this more than Saturation 1 a okay. lot. And I, I had more, yeah, I had more time to listen to it and I had more to unpack. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the big things that takes it over the edge for me is because one was good, is great. It's an amazing album. But I feel like, unless I have to go back to one again, two really, like, there's points where, like, two just being hype and amazing, and then there's parts with two where they're hitting, like, issues. Like, there's multiple songs where, like, Amir talks about, like, 
race and going mm-hmm. to school in predominantly white areas yeah, and yeah. what that's like and experiencing racism from an early age. There's obviously the Kevin Abstract song where mm-hmm. he's dealing with homophobia. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um so there's like stuff where they're hitting hard hitting stuff. Um Mike, Matt Champion has like a song has like a verse about misogyny. And, yeah, it's um, on the same one junkie. with the yeah. same one on junkie. Yeah. yeah. So there's like stuff where they're hitting hard hitting stuff as uh-huh. well is just making like fucking bangers. So uh-huh. I was like, oh wow like there's so much to this group. I like, think I think they do hit those issues in the first one, but it's more in the singy songs. Okay. So it's less like fucking like direct as right. it is. I feel this one is more direct, but they they do address like all this stuff. I think in the previous one. Okay. But they, I think each member's perspective on it is not as concrete. Right. I think the first one was more as a whole. I know where they stood on things. Right. Right. And this time it was more personal. Like I understood Matt Champion. Yeah. Like feels, I understand Matt Champion feels, feels this, this way. way. So, Amir feels this way. Kevin Abstract yeah, yeah. feels this way. So I Meryl think part Lord of that also, I can't tell whether or not it was because I know the names of their names now, yeah, or true. because like I know their names, I know their voices, I'm familiar with them, so I can identify, I can pick out their opinions. Because mm-hmm. before I didn't know any of them. Right. Like I knew Kevin. I knew Kevin. I knew Kevin, and I could pick out Amir because I liked him. Right. And, but then everyone else, and then also just wacky guys' voices, Merlin Wood, Merlin Wood, and white guy Matt Champion, Matt <laughs> Champion, uh, singing white guys, Don McLemon, and Don. The lemon, and who's kind of who kind of sounds like Domo Genesis is how I've distinguished. Well, I think he's out. great because I think if we take everyone's uh, all right, like the whole group, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say Kevin Abstract clearly like he's the leader, but he's not like kind of like I say Tyler's if you can compare it to Odd Future, right? Tyler's more like present and kind of overbearing, while he lets anybody just kind of like go loose, right? Right, but he's definitely like like the 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 the, the head right. of the group. And then you take like an Amir Vaughn, who's kind of like the street dude, but he's also like real as fuck. And he comes up really with just like, interesting. yeah, just really, he uh, can be funny. He can, uh, but he can also be really serious. And he can also use some wacky metaphors for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely is some of the most memorable and like kind of like catching your ear type lyrics. I've heard an interesting comparison. Yeah, he has like all the quotables. Yeah. Activists in my baby bottle. My baby stroller was an Impala. All that's the good, good stuff. That's yeah. A, that's a, and um, take a Dom McLemon. I think he's just like definitely the catches flow type mm-hmm. dude. Because every time he shows up, it's just like Ooh. you're like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like I, I remember on Tokyo was just one of one of the best songs. I think that song's so good. Yeah, and it starts Tokyo's off. Incredible. It starts off. Tokyo also has Joby. Yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, but then not any after that. Yeah, but then it goes that cuts to Amir and Amir Vaughn sounds great, and then it cuts, and then uh, he's just like. A cracked iPhone screen, something yeah. about an iTunes and my new my new home or something like mm-hmm. that, and then it cuts into Don McLemon, and then he has a completely different fun flow right after. And right, it just, it's just so so catchy, and it's it's, so, it's perfect because it keeps content. you invested. It's not just catchy. The entire song, and there's like there's there's stuff there, right. And, and then you come up with Merlin Wood. I feel like there's like some people who hate him. I love him. I love him. I love, him I love the the self aware line that's about him too. Like bring the loud one with the blonde hair or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. But I yeah, like I'm trying to get Beyonce to adopt me. <laughs> yeah, adopt me. I was like I would have never met my friends if not for satellites. Yep. Uh, like stuff like that. Like he has like if you're able to listen in on stuff like like figure it out like. Just because it's jarring. Right. <laughs> but It's like the ODB effect where you're like, wow, this is crazy how yeah. this man's rapping. And but there's some great I, I always thought he brought life to stuff sometimes. Yeah. Just his energy. 
Oh, and, yeah. And, um... Like, um... What's the His moment track? on Junkies hype as fuck. His moment on Junkies hype as <laughs> fuck. His moment on Queer, where, like, the beat oh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. shifts around oh, yeah. him. I like I like his... Uh, the juxtaposed at the end of the song. There's, like, like that beautiful sounding song, but then it's this crazy voice on top oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And I thought that sounded really cool. Um... Yeah, I just, in general... I, I would say, perhaps, my biggest complaint, and it's not a complaint. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I felt... Like, in the first one, there was so much variety that I didn't fall into, like, a rhythm of understanding, like, the, the concept of... Because like at the end of Brockhampton 1, or Saturation 1, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, this is the formula for a Brockhampton song. Yeah. Now I'm aware of the formula. Right. Like, now, because they they've done more, like, posse-type tracks for this one, which are all awesome. They're all great. Right. But perhaps I'm now more aware of the... the the Brockhampton formula. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing I'm scared of is that in the third one, are they going to break it? Are they going to do more of the other stuff in one? Are right. they going to be... Is two supposed to be like the banger one? Like, I don't know what each... It's still, what, what the trilogy still, holds for us. I mean, it's not going to change up too much, obviously. Right. But uh, I just hope... Um, I feel like we got the posse hype cracks out of this. Right. And I feel like we still have them in the next one. We already have one song. Because we have that one single. One song that is, is pretty posse. Yeah, I want, I want them to switch it up just like a tiniest, just the formula, tweak it. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, obviously not reinvent yourself is impossible because you're releasing yeah. three albums within a short amount of time. But I'd enjoy uh, just like, um, I guess I like claiming some of the more slow stuff from one or some of the, the weirder stuff from one. Yeah. And maybe, or maybe just tweaking that and making that uh a better version of that. I don't know. It's like I just I just need a shift because I feel like I know not. I think it's just done. Like this, like formula for me, like it's not. <laughs> it's not done in the sense that I like, and if I hear it again, I'm like, fuck this. Right. But it's just like you're I want, aware. I'm aware, and that can be dangerous. Okay. And it's not saying it's bad. It's just saying you can't fall into a rut because right. if not, then you lose a lot of steam mm-hmm. going for you. And it's releasing three albums. If you release a third album, that's like you switch things up, even the tiniest degree where it just throws me off, or I don't fully like, because there's still stuff, some stuff that threw me off here. Right. So, if you can keep my attention and, and keep innovating at least slightly in the third one, uh, I think this trilogy is gonna be like fucking amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be such a like a a great like such a thing that's never existed before right three albums just back to back to back establishing a sound and all their personas and who they are like that would be amazing and i really want them to achieve it and that's why i'm only critical in this i still this is great go listen to it it's mondo cool for me yeah yeah for both of us it's mondo but hold up hold up i'm gonna about to start off the new tradition i'm gonna have my anthony fantano equivalent of putting on the yellow flannel here okay I'm gonna give Brockhampton the Mondo cool, and I'm gonna throw on the hentai hat to commemorate this you moment. You have a hentai hat. We got the straight up hentai oh, hat. Booty. We got the booty grabbing hentai hat on right here for wow. you people. That's because this shit is Mondo cool, wow. and I really fucking enjoy <laughs> this fucking album, and it is so lit. Shoutouts to Brockhampton, earning the first official hentai hat, Mondo cool. Um, it's just great. If you don't know them by now, you fucking need to. They're really good. They make amazing music. And this is, album is just further proof. And Saturation 3, hopefully, will be oh, even I also, the first. Sorry, I just like trimming just to keep talking because there. there's so much here. Yeah. And I don't, uh, just because we released six albums, I don't want to like undercut this one at mm-hmm. all. Which is just like, I also like the, the fact that they're, they're still aware of some of their, because you mentioned Merlin Woods, right. where that. 
But then also Amir Vaughn is aware when he just says like it's him talking about gangs, gangster oh, stuff, yeah, yeah. and he's just like "fuck you" basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I like that they dress stuff like that in it. Right. And um, yeah, I, again, Mondo Cool, everyone, check yeah. it out. There's definitely a lot. There's a storyline going on throughout. I'm trying to figure it out. I can't. Oh, yeah, I mean, can I'm you not... break down the Mayama Roberto storylines <laughs> for us right now? Talking about the second one, because yeah, the second one has like too. his like skits kind so, of. So so skits. There's two of them. The second one is uh, it was just like a prayer. Okay. Kind of like, uh, literally just like a by the book type prayer. There's okay. like some things like different in terms of wording that's specific to like Brockhampton, but mm-hmm. like it's like a the typical like Catholic prayer that okay. I would hear growing up. Gotcha. And then, but also involving like his family and friends and stuff. Okay. And then the first one, I I, I forget the specifics because it's such a it's a really weird like it's not just like I have to put go back and listen to it because it's just like a really oddly worded oh, like God. thing. And he just mixes, like, milk and, like, drowning <laughs> in it. And, like, I don't know. I felt like I still don't fully understand what the... Perhaps if I, like, sit down and read it, I could figure out. But it's, like, very um, cryptic, gotcha. I thought. the sec- And I think the song about finding his friends or feeling... Like he's never himself normally. I I can't... <laughs> I'm also, about I, being it's with a combination the at the same time that I can't remember fully. Yeah. Even if I fully understood parts of it. But, like... Um, he just talked about just not being belonging and stuff. It was nothing like, it was crazy. Some of the references, but in terms of emotionally, it wasn't anything unexpected. It was all very kind of like dark and kind of like looking for hope type things. Yeah, which was kind of the themes of the first one, just right. kind of like loneliness and like be, feeling isolated mm-hmm. and the reasons why each one of them are isolated. For I mean, I hear Amir is supposedly the main character. Because he's the main, he's the front, yeah. Because he's the front, the front of, of one and two. Them, yeah. So I guess Amir's been going a lot through like his identity almost, For like sure. growing up in like white schools, yeah. and then at the same time like you know facing racism, being part of gangs and mm. whatnot. And I don't know whether there's been an arc of, for him. I think, well, I think things are getting better for him. But then, in, just like sequentially, he talks about things getting better for him in like Tokyo, and I think Junkie's after. Junkie sees like he's going fucking crazy. Yeah, he's going nuts. So I, I, I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit lost, and I'm hoping by the third one I can figure out what was, what's going on. Maybe I have to listen to the first one again. Uh, I also just have to read. I know the second bit skit thing. I knew, I know I can understand it completely. Gotcha. The first one, I know all the words said, but I just don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> Like, what are you getting at here, bud? Yeah, he also has, like, a, a Barcelona accent. Oh, okay. And uh, that's what it's, uh, it's... That one fucks you up. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a Welsh accent. Yeah. In, like, for English. You know, sometimes... You're, you're just like... like you're saying no, it's English not, words, it's not but that it's deep. just, like, it's not, incoherent. Yeah, no, it's not... It's not, like, a Welsh... It's, like, British. Like, okay. the equivalent. Like, I'm just like, ooh, it's a little... Different. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, something's up here. Yeah. Is, is that a colloquialism? Just, yeah. Yeah, no, none of them were... I don't think there was any colloquialism, Okay. So. Um, but uh, just the way he pronounced certain words, I thought it was like, why is he saying that? And I was like, oh no, he's actually saying this. I just have to listen more. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I'm also just not that used to encountering many different like accents in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my I just Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and Mexicans is what I'm used to. People from Spain freak me out. <laughs> just like, what the like, fuck is I this? I don't like the way they you talk. You use the Vesotros. I don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah, the this. Yeah. And like the que estáis ahí, que estáis haciendo. <laughs> it's like. I also use boss every other word. Oh, God. 
or no voz and vale they use vale all the time for like okay okay so they're just like oh see sí, vale 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 they say all <laughs> it's really weird i don't like it damn so fuck you spain. so fuck you spain you heard it here live Brockhampton, Mondo Cool, Spain, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Where are the, the bar, uh, Roberto? Fuck you. <laughs> but I like him. Yeah, he's nice. He's Shout nice out to me, He's a cool guy. He, uh, yeah, um, again, Mondo Cool, everyone. That was a Mondo great album. Go cool. check out Brockhampton. I think it's uh, you can buy it. Um, you can stream it. You can definitely it. buy it. You can stream it. Support the group any way you can. Yeah, they're all living in a house together, and it seems like they need some money. So help them out. Mm-mm-mm. And they're making great music, and they're releasing a lot of music. That's like unprecedented. I think they're just—it's hard not to because I know it's a third album now. Just to think about this album, three album <laughs> projects. Yeah. But let me assure you that it's like from what I said before about me figuring out the formula. It doesn't mean it's bad. I'm just scared. I'm just gonna be about the third one. Maybe, huh? This is what we're doing again, huh? <laughs> it's more of the same. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Is I, that what the third one's gonna be I like? I know because like the first one is so fucking weird yeah. and so out there, and this is still weird. But it's, it's more like I figured out the weird. Gotcha. So I want them to keep throwing me, not like, as I said, 180, but like just like shift it a bit. Or maybe just the storyline will fucking blow me away. I'll figure everything out. And I'll be like, whoa, guys, this, is, this trilogy's crazy. But yeah, check it. Check, check it the, I mean, I think we've gone, it's been a little redundant of how much we like this. Yeah. But you get the gist. Check it out. Stop listening to us. Look, uh, go listen, go listen, listen to the listen, album right check now. Check out the music go, videos. Go, go. They're great. Uh, Spy, go check them out. I think all their tour dates sold out, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they're blowing up. They're going to be huge. It's like obvious. Yeah. And as long as they release a third quality project this year, the trajectory is just going to be straight up. Yep. And uh, after that, go to the Hyperbog Time Chamber, retool. And then come out with something different after, yeah. but yeah, I think after the third, I'm gonna be down. I'm I'm gonna be like completely satisfied with oh, the yeah. sound and what they created. And I think that's that's there. And I think they know that they need to create more different things. And they have like a shit ton of people at work. Yeah, on their things together with like not including like I think the, there's like nine. Yeah, there's like, like nine or ten like, of them yeah. when you include the producers and cinematographers yeah, 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 yeah. and like the fucking eyebrow guy. Yeah, and, like, was super so funny. He had a tweet that said, "I'm not just my eyebrows, guys." <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode seven of Mondo Cool. We got through six album reviews. Look at us. We out here, dude. Gang, that was gang. a lot. I hopefully I I feel like maybe. Um, I'm sorry if we seem like we uh, perhaps gave more surface level type. And I don't know if we've always given deep analysis on anything. We've gotten pretty in depth. I think we tried our best. Just for me, I felt like it's just like so much. Yeah. That I I just feel like um, perhaps I could have delved deeper if I had more time. But it's this is what the industry gave us. Yep. They they dropped fucking six albums on Thursday (laughs) night, and this we just had to deal with it. We just had to go fucking through it. But yeah, thank y'all for sitting through this behemoth. I'm wait, sure wait. Okay. the if you're thinking, I'll explain. But we we've gone through a behemoth of an episode. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Um, we are here every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Pacific time, live and direct. So thank y'all for rocking with us. Episode seven, we Mid- out. Midnight Eastern time. Yeah, midnight Eastern time. Yeah, so it's, well, it's, a little, it's a little late. But. Shout outs to you. You can catch us also on SoundCloud and YouTube, though, if you're not here for the live show. So hit that up as well. Links to that are in the bottom. So you know what I mean. We out here. 
Have a good night, y'all. Check out Brock Hampton. Do it. Fuck his head, mom. Fuck Spain, too. Cool, cool, cool. Just kidding. It's the post-game show now. What's up, y'all? What's up?